This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. What's up, Al? <laughs> what's going on, Claudia? Are you clearing your throat, too? All right, we're going to get into that. And what's up, Funky? What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. How's everybody feeling? Al, you sick still? No, no, no. I'm feeling much, much better. I think it's just the um, humidity. Got you. Okay. All right. And how you feeling today, Q? I'm doing good. I am. Uh, y'all are going to laugh at me in the rest of the United States. I am freezing my ass off in Miami. It is currently 64 degrees outside. So I got my heater on. I'm sitting here with a blanket across my legs from time to time. If y'all catch me doing like this, it's just because I'm a little chilly. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it is. I guess it is really cold down there. Okay. Uh, I'm in LA, still in the mountains. I'm losing my voice. I got today and tomorrow off from this horror film. I feel like absolute crap. So we're going to try to power through this show and get through. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Are you drinking? Uh, Al, I saw you have a glass with a champagne. Yes, yes, yes. They don't have my buttery Chardonnay down here. So the next best thing is Vuvicult. So here we go. Here's to champagne for the rest of the week. Okay. Uh, Q, you drinking? You know, I had Cuban food today and I did have some whole peanut soda, but I drank it all before we started. So I'm going to go back and get some on a commercial break. But yeah, I'm drinking uh, who peanut, <laughs> who peanut pineapple soda. I got a bottle of Tito's in my room. Although when we did this movie, they sent an email. I don't know who it was specifically to, but I felt a little attacked. It was like no weapons, no alcohol, no vaping, like nothing. It was like a whole list. And I bought a whole bottle, so it's in my room, but I'm just not going to drink it tonight. All right, y'all, let's get into these stories. We have an update on Diddy. He's breaking his silence by um, posting the statement to his Instagram account. He said for the last couple of weeks, I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Sickening allegations have been made against me by individuals looking for a quick payday. Let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of those awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family, and my truth. What are your thoughts on Diddy's statement let's go to you first al what are your thoughts you believe it um first of all the statement doesn't even sound like something that he would say it's not in his language we talked about it on the show before that we knew after the cassie situation dropped and came out that more people were going to feel like they should come out and share their story and that's exactly what's happening and and it's it's almost like we called it right and in this particular case Diddy issued the statement and then another case has dropped, which is the the girl who's 17 years old allegedly said that she was gang banged by Diddy and Harvey Pierre. We know Harvey Pierre and Diddy are good friends. She has pictures being in the studio at 17 years old. And I'm just thinking to myself, how can you issue a statement with so much confidence, with so much bravado, with so much convincing um, verbiage, but at the same time, this is coming out. That girl was 17 years old. Now in the state of New York, it's okay. Not okay, sorry, wrong word. In the state of New York, it's not against the law for a 17 year old to consent to have sex with an older man. However, Claudia, 17, that's the age of his daughters. That's the age of his daughters. I, just everything about this as I learn more and as it more starts to uncover, it's just making me just really sad for the victims. And it's really just, it's causing me to be really just disgusted with the whole thing. And it's also making me sad for his kids and his family. This is this is really bad and it doesn't look good. It does not. Um, Q, what do you think about this in this uh, post that he put up? And he turned the comments off, might I add, on this and all of his pictures. He, he turned all the comments off if you weren't already in there. 
You know what? I can understand anybody's uh, compulsion to want to say something, right? To want to do it. This, you know, you know, like, 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 I get it. And guilty or innocent, I can understand somebody doing it. You know, in, in the statement, the comment that I did not like is, "I will fight for my whatever, my family, and whatever." Your family ain't under attack. <laughs> Your family is just fine. We, the world, we ain't got no problem with the family. We still love your children, including your boys, just as long as they shut the hell up. Like your boys have been very smart. They have just shut the hell up. And if they want to continue to work, I think it's in their best interest to shut the hell up. Quiet as it's kept. The whole family should probably disappear from social media for a little bit, including you, puppy. And um, I wasn't there, nor did I participate, but I believe every single word. I believe, I, I believe every single word. And I think you 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 got to kind of put yourself in the victim's headspace. I think that that statement coupled with the few women that have come out is going to infuriate and empower even more people to come out. I think the other women that yes. may be chilling in the wings are going to be like, oh, you didn't do nothing. Let right. me tell you. Oh, I got you. Let me right. tell my story. Like I, I honestly think that's what's about to happen. It feels like um, Bill Cosby wasn't the only one. Puff Daddy. I mean, uh, R. Kelly wasn't the only one. Diddy wasn't the only one. And and hopefully, but not hopefully, this launches a whole train of everybody coming out and getting justice. So let me Can I jump in here? Um, what's crazy to me is you you're saying who you're fighting for, your family, your friends, your reputation. Not one nay person has come out in support of Diddy. No one said, This isn't the guy that I know. They're just either choosing to say nothing. Now, they're, actually, they're just choosing to say nothing. And the silence is deafening. No one of all the people that you allegedly touched their lives and helped out and was a part of their lives has stepped out to say anything in support of you or against these allegations. No one's saying that's not like you. They're just staying out of the way. And like I said a few weeks ago, a lot of women have been keeping the secrets of these men for a long time. And as annoying it may be to hear about these five, six, seven, oh, another one, another one, here we go. This is the tip of the iceberg. I was at dinner last night with a few of my girls that have been in the business and music videos, singing, acting, they reminded me of so many more stories about people in this business. And I'm telling you, it is a wicked cesspool of personalities. A lot of these men didn't have it popping when they were younger. They got in positions of power and they chose to abuse people and, and get their lick back. And uh, Diddy, shut the hell up because like, I, I agree with you, Funky, because I read that, I was like, oh, word? Is that a dare? You should have, mm -hmm. I looked way too premature and to turn the comments off. It gave coward. What are mm -hmm. we going to say, Al? Oh, you, you kind of touched on it. You know, what I want to know is you, you talked about no one has stepped into the space to defend him. Uh, Miss Carisha, Miss Carisha, where are you at, Carisha Speaks? You have a whole lot to say on the Internet when people attack you and your man in the past. I need to know, Miss Carisha, where you stand on this. Where do you stand on all these rape allegations? Where do you stand on all these assault allegations? What you not going to do? Is do my Miami sister like this. The headline of the article do not have Carisha name. Nowhere in it. These are not Carisha charges. But, um, Carisha, but Carisha usually speaks in the space. Well, that's usually, anything the usual anything's ever talked about Diddy, she well, steps you know what? up and let, she defends her man. Let me ask you like a question. Claudia said, he's checked many people's lives. Why do Where we do that? And why aren't they supporting him? Let, let me ask you a question why what you just did and don't get me wrong and, and you know of course we all want to hear why do we do that though w what does it change to anything to hear Carisha articulate whatever she can the best she can for her level of speaking what does that do for you because at the I mean, end it's not about what it would do hold for, on what it would do hold for on, me. let me finish okay because the only thing that there is to say about this situation unequivocally without question is it's bad. He did it. We've seen the paperwork. So why is it a requirement that you hear something from her? 
So I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with you, Q. Um, as of now, we know that she's been his love interest the last couple of years. She's been the most, the closest to him these last couple of years. It would be interesting and I would give what she says a lot of weight because she's the one that knows him, has experienced him, has been in his life. So to hear her say to the public, hey guys, this is not the puffy that I know. The puffy I know is loyal. The puffy I know is sweet. The puffy I know is nurturing and loving. It just plants in the mind of others that there could, it could be a money draw. That's all I'm saying. So y'all can eat her up? I'm sorry? I said, so y'all can eat her up? The the, the minute she says anything, y'all are going to slice that girl up like Pico de Gallo. So I think she's doing the smart thing by not saying anything. Hmm. I I think there's a couple reasons, and I know we have to move on, that that people aren't saying anything, and and none of them are good. A, they knew about it. Mm. B, they were part of it. Or C, they know what he's capable of in retribution. That's mm-hmm. it. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Well, we have a lot of comments. Uh, uh, the, we have to move on, though. I think the other one, the commander in chief said she could possibly be a current victim. So why pressure her to speak? We don't know that. That's true. All right, the Jonathan Majors assault trial is getting interesting. Jonathan's ex girlfriend and accuser. Grace Jabari took to the stand and shared details about the assault and Jonathan's past aggressive behavior. She also shared a recording allegedly of Jonathan going off on her and telling her she needs to be more like Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama. What are your thoughts on Jonathan's alleged behavior, Q? Let me tell you something. Whoever from whatever side of the courtroom they know exactly which headlines and pieces of the transcript to release in order to get people riled up. I mean, (laughs) just the thought of a black man telling a white woman that he needs, she needs to be more like two of the biggest female, you know, black influences of the civil rights movement. It's just laughable and upsetting. I know that it's extremely ignorant to look at somebody physically and say they look like they did it. But I'm ready for us. Jonathan Majors is another one. I don't have to hear another court transcript or anything. You you know what, y'all? It's like, I'm not even in the mood tonight to be politically correct. He did it. And and, and I almost said Megan Thee Stallion. And Megan the Good... You look stupid. Megan the Good, I'm kind of done with you, too, because you look stupid as hell at this point. You just look dumb. You look (laughs) dumb. You look leased out. You look dumb. Your ass ain't even spent this much time going to damn auditions. We have actually seen you walking in more courtrooms than we've seen you walking on red carpets. I have more mental images of you walking, holding his hand than the amount of movies you've ever made in your career. What are you doing? And can we please, can Jonathan Majors pay his people off or whatever so we can be done with this? Oh, what do you think? Al, is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Sorry, my voice is like struggling right (laughs) now. No, no worries. You know, I'm like Q on this one. I got to agree with him. The more I learn about Jonathan Majors, especially during this trial, the more I don't, not only do I don't understand him, but I'm starting not to like him. Like Q said, how dare you compare two of I black female icons of the entire culture to a white woman in a plan? What plan is he talking about? See, this is the part that's so crazy, guys. Unless you read the documents, he was the one that contacted the police. He came home the next day. She was passed out in the living room because she took cough medicine from hanging out and she was stressed out. She took cough medicine. She passed out on the floor in the living room. He walks in, sees that she's passed out, call the police because he thinks she's going to hurt herself. The police come and ask her what happened. And she tells the truth that she got in a fight. He beat her up. Okay, how many levels of this don't make any sense do we have to have in this situation? And now he finds himself in this situation. His career is completely tarred, not tarred, or marked. 
it, I don't think, I think he could probably come back. And then on top of that, he's taking one of our favorite black females down too. Cause she's looking crazy. Just like you said, the making good that we fell in love with to find out that she fell in love with him only a week or two after because him and the girl were living in an apartment together in Chelsea. So I guess a week or two after when he got charged, he all of a sudden fell in love with Megan. Maybe they were dating before, but they didn't fell in love. And now she can't leave his side. This all just feels contrived. It feels bad. It feels slimy, if I got to be honest. You know, I, I hear you about taking one of our beloved ones down, but it doesn't have to. And we as the media don't have to give her strays. It's because we don't like him. Uh, I've dated people before and been more hundred percent against their actions. And I was with them for a dumb period. And then I snapped the hell out of it. And then I smartened up or I saw the light. But while I was in it, in love, dumb, digmatized, whatever you want to call it, it happens. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm better than that, that, you know, that we've not, uh, you know, a lot of people do this. I don't want her to catch strays for his actions. And he's still in a trial, guilty, to, uh, innocent to proven guilty. It does look bad. I am with y'all on that. It looks stupid as hell. And him saying this stuff about be like Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama is ridiculous. It, I, I never saw the appeal of him myself, but that's why I'm not with him. You know what I mean? I don't see the appeal in him, but I hate that. You know, if she's bounced on him early, you're not standing by your man. That's just like a black woman or run when it gets hard. And then if she sticks by her side, she's being stupid and she should be punished for his actions. I'm focusing on Jonathan Majors and that's it. I'm focusing no, hold on. on. No, no. Like, like I, I, I agree with you in certain conversations, in certain situations. But in this instance, she deserves every stray she's catching. And here <laughs> is why. No one put her in this. Right. You only been with other woman. If we're to believe the timeline, I don't care where you come from. That ain't enough to be going to court with nobody. All right. And you're making it your business. We know what this court thing is, and we know the importance of getting out of the car and who you walk in with and what color you wear. We know that it's all contrived. You decided Megan Good to be a character in this play. So baby, you get the round of applause and the standing ovation and the encore that comes along with being in this play. I'm sorry she's one of our black favorites and that's fine and well, but I'm gonna be honest with her. You look stupid as hell. And to be quite honest, and y'all ain't gonna like this, you kind of look crazy considering the fact that it was only two weeks between the other girl and you. So were you messing with him when he was with the other girl? Or are we to believe you magically fell in love with him two weeks after he got with the other girl? Either way, you look stupid as hell. And there's no way around it. And you're, you are choosing to catch these strays because instead of taking your ass to an acting class or to an audition, you're deciding to play Coretta Scott King or Betty Shabazz getting out of the, the 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 limousine every day what are we to do with that she had time there was no auditions or red carpets to go because we just came out for actor strike so that's number one so there's no there was no red carpet to go to it was actually against policy to walk a red carpet I, like I said, I can be, I can agree with being dumb for love, but I don't think she deserves, we're spending more time talking about Megan Good than Jonathan Majors, and he's the one that's the alleged abuser, and that's what I don't like. Because there's nothing more because to say about herself, him. He himself in that relationship, and she has his back, right? But why she we put her, so she thing, injected herself into the conversation. No, we're injecting ourselves into her relationship that we don't know all the facts of. That's all I'm saying. I'm but saying, she should tell no. it to us then. If no, she, she, she should. Uh, once she again, see, if you gonna get your ass out that limousine every day and stand by your man, and you see the media and the press, and you got homegirls, then ready to do that. You look dumb. I'm just not a fan of people sitting up in these boxes that have not had perfect relationships and perfect lives, me included, to act so judgmental and perfect when no one on this panel is perfect. Oh, I can tell you we're one not, thing. And that's we're that. not acting I can perfect. Tell you we're one just giving thing. our opinion. Okay, well, you Hands see the down unequivocally, unequivocally, and I can stand. I, I can stand no business on this. I ain't never been dumb for no man. 
I never, I have never you, in you, my life you. been This ain't, this ain't about not. attacking each other because we've all given no, glimpses. No, we have not. We've no, all we given glimpses not. of being held over I back. I think we have to go to commercial, you too. So let's make it, let's commercial. not make a thing about us. I'm just saying, again, other people are catching strays for Jonathan Major's alleged. Well, she should stay her ass home. Okay. Can we go to commercial, please? I'm try I've been trying to. Coming up next, find out what's got us saying, not me, girl. And later, Mike, <laughs> Mike Tyson, Q and his hypocrisy. Mike Tyson is fighting for his money. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to TGIF. Of course, if you just joined us, it was just spicy. And I'm gonna read a couple of comments from the chat. Let's see what the chat had to say. Uh -huh. Q versus Claudia and Al laughing loud as hell. Shelly Mills said she chose to be there knowing the situation and what could happen. That's sort of definitely on Q's side. And High Society said, Q picks and chooses what side of the bed to slide out of, given indecisive vibes. All right, glowing my way said two things are true. Megan looks stupid, and Karisha needs to keep quiet. Oh, they, that was smoke. <laughs> that was smoke for both of us. They said you, you the same way with, with Karisha that I'm being with Megan. All right, equal smoke we got here. All right, uh, we hear some crazy stories about every day, uh, and these next stories got us saying, "Not me, girl. Not me, girl." We finally got it right. <laughs> Good job, production. All right, hey, uh, a woman uh, was shocked when only two of her friends showed up to her birthday. Take a look. So, y'all, I had a celebratory dinner with my friends now, my close friends for a party of 13, right? Tell me why only two of my friends at the whole 13 showed up. Don't nobody better invite me to their birthday stuff, to their baby shower, to their bitch. I'm not coming. Oh, would y'all be upset if your friends didn't show up to your event or is it a not me girl? Alex, go to you first. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would. And I have been upset when people that I've supported throughout the year don't support me when it's time to support me. Um, I think birthday depression is real. And I think that all of us can learn that we need to stop having expectations of people to celebrate us on our birthday. And we just need to focus on celebrating ourselves. And second, baby, this is a blessing in disguise. You now get to see who your real friends are, the ones that you really should be supporting and not just the ones that don't show up. You show up for them, but they don't show up for you. All right, Q. Pat? You know what? It, 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 it's, it's weird because I have a, um, uh, I guess a, a weird connection with birthdays in my family. We never grew up like making a big deal out of birthdays and holidays and stuff. So I'm not a birthday person. It actually kind of makes me a little uncomfortable when people are like, oh, we want to, you know, put together something for you. I'm one of those people that always downplays. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Y'all don't got to make a big deal. One of my friends was like, Q, you know, you need to learn to let people love on you. And in recent years, I've just thrown my hands up. And if somebody wants to take the reins and they invite five or six people to the birthday, I just go along with it. But I'll say this. Um, I don't know this woman from a can of paint. I don't know all the details. I don't know what day it was on, what time it was on. If she threw it on the day before Thanksgiving and that's why people didn't come. I don't know any of these things. I will say that it's hard for me to believe that you have 13 close friends. Um, and it's also... I just kind of think Claudia as as highly intuitive beings. You kind of know who to invite to these types of things. You know what I'm saying? And just the fact that the overwhelming majority of people that she invited did not show up. Honestly and truthfully, I think it reads worse on her than it does on them because it's giving a, a, a thirsty tease. And like you were just 
out here inviting randoms that you kind of had to know weren't your friends? Um, I guess it's a not me girl as far as getting mad because I, I too grew up not making a real big deal about my birthday. I actually remember a really painful birthday. I don't know if I want to share it and be made fun and be la and get the last right now because it's kind of sad. But in my adult life, when someone would do something for my birthday, it was such a big deal to me because my childhood, I remember a very a painful one of a parent not showing up when they went all out for my brother, you know, and being 12. Brother. Uh, in my family, I always felt like the boys got treated way, way better than the girls in my family. I'm on my black side, you know, and um, that's the side I grew up with. And it's like all the girls feel like kind of like that. And I remember my brother, like my father's showing up and they were already divorced. And he brought him like a boom box and was there for the party. And then my birthday came around and he didn't even come. And I, I it stayed with me. And I know things like that, like childhood, things like that. Not that big of a deal now, but they really do shape our, our perceptions and our expectations. So I really thought my birthday was not that big of a deal. So when I got older and friends would celebrate it, I'm pleasantly surprised. So like you, my expectations are really, really low and I celebrate myself. You know, I'll go get, I'll do like you, go get a bow. Hey, if y'all want to mm -hmm. come, y'all come, mm -hmm. you know, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? To manage, I think it's to manage the heartbreak, maybe disappointment. For me. For me, it's it, it, and I, I had to learn this through a previous romantic relationship. Um, affection towards me makes me feel uncomfortable because I wasn't used to getting it. So for me, it's managing the, the discomfort. And then, two, I'm just a courteous person. I'm just not big about making people have to rearrange their schedules and whatnot in order to do something. Call me a Grinch so arbitrary as a birthday dinner like my, my my if i had a dinner and you and al were unable to make it i would feel no ways tired i i honestly wouldn't because my true friends i know that their support and their friendship is bigger than splitting a bill with four other people at the red lobster so it's I, not I that big a deal for me Producers, I know we spent a lot more time and that was supposed to, supposed to be not me, girl. So we'll go fast on this next one. We'll just answer the question, all right? Check this out. A 70-year-old Ugandan woman delivered twins just three years after she welcomed her first child. Uh, the woman named Safina is now the oldest new mother in the continent of Africa. Uh, are we here for seniors having babies or is it a not me, girl? Not me, girl. Uh, I think it's very unfair to a child to be... Uh, those children are lucky if they make it to 20 and she's still alive. Al? I'm here for it. I mean, she detailed very sadly that she was mocked all her life, being that she's from Africa and being that she's from that particular tribe, that everyone used to treat her like a peasant because she did not, she wasn't able to have a child. So for her to kind of get the vindication to, you know, prove to the people that she is worthy, just like the rest of them, I kind of felt for this story and I like it. Oh, I have mixed feelings on this because I actually thought that I started menopause this month. Um, and then I was surprised that it didn't happen. Like, uh, so it kind of have felt this sadness, but I'm like, I guess if it didn't happen for her, then it happened then I should be happy. I'm sure she had a lot of help. Um, I can't give her a not me girl because you know what? Maybe she wanted to do that her whole life. And yeah, it's, so, it's sad for the kid. But it's happy for her. I, I don't know. So, 50, 50? Claudia, did you know that 600 women a year in the United States over 50 have children? Don't give up. You still have a chance. <laughs> don't give up. And you got money. Uh -huh. Don't give up. Mm, we were talking about that last night. Oh, no. All right. A new study was released just in time for the holidays. According to Spookio, 17% of workers admitted to cheating on their partners at an office holiday party. Couple psychologist Matt Lindquist said people tend to form intimate bonds with colleagues because of workplace stress and for the thrill of possibly getting caught. Have y'all ever had your bells jingles at a holiday office party or is it not me, girl? I already know who I'm going to first. That would be Al Reynolds. <laughs> nah, look, I'm a black male trying to be as successful in every industry. I would never give them anything to not make me the best at the job and promote me to the top. But I'm gonna tell you, Claudia, did you know that the the industry or workers that cheat the most are people that work in sales and retail? Second are teachers. Teachers are the biggest cheaters during the holidays with, uh, you know, cheating. And guess who's third? Healthcare workers. Mm, okay. And guess who are the least likely to cheat? The least likely to cheat are scientists, 
They say law enforcement, even though I don't believe that because we've covered a couple of those stories. <laughs> and guess who else? Lawyers. Lawyers are least likely to cheat um, on the job. Because they too busy cheating out their clients some money. They get the satisfaction there. <laughs> Q, not me, girl. Or Oh, it's, def- it's, it's definitely not me, girl. I've never rendezvous with anybody at work. And um, I've never gone to an office Christmas party, believe it or not. That, that's kind of just, now when we talk about not going to parties, those are the types of parties that I just don't show up at. I rarely like the people I work with. I rarely liked any job that I've had. So damn sure after six o'clock, I wasn't going to buy an outfit to come mingle with these people. When Fox Soul first started the first year before, like before y'all got here, they had a, they did have a Christmas party, right? Um, the first year that we were in. And I went, it was super packed, but I, man, I was getting all, people was gossiping and tea. I was like, okay. I would have came back, but then they had the pandemic and, you know, anyways. All right, coming up next, find out why a man is jabbing for Mike Tyson's money. And later, Jamie Foxx talks about his healthcare scare. Keep it locked. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to TGIF. Okay, you know, we always giving you the uh, life hacks to make your life more convenient and more yummy and more financially uh, uh, easy for you. So let's get into it. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday, the money you earn, can be in your hands today with earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per period pay for, for pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. This is a fantastic thing if you don't want to borrow from people and ask your friends and family and stress them out, especially before the holidays, you can actually just borrow from yourself. Now make earning a part of your financial routine and join earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin t- app, type in T under podcast when you sign up, and that'll really help our show. It's T-E-A under podcast, subject to your available earnings, daily max and pay period max. See Earnin.com slash T-O-S for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust members FDIC. Al, what you think about earning? How do you feel? I think it's a brilliant concept, Claudia. I think, you know, especially during the holidays, that's when we overextend ourselves. That's usually when we have unexpected uh, bills. And earning is, is a way for you to be able to still pay those bills and stay fiscally responsible because after you get paid, you automatically pay back that that loan that you've taken i like it and i promise you i am going to be more of an advocate for earning especially so that i can stop my friends or or associates from asking me for money oh okay thank you look at adam stole my talking point that, that's literally yeah. what i was about to say you know i always used to tell the story about how i wish that something like this was around when i was in college because i was one of those people that got caught in the cycle of the payday loan thing. And for those who live in states where payday loans are legal, um, you know, we all know that they can be very predatory and earn-in definitely is not predatory. And for those of us who don't necessarily need earn-in, if, you know, you've got people who are always asking you for money and you're tired of filling in the gap for them, you should definitely refer them to earn-in because it'd be a great way to get them off of your back in a less embarrassing way and more dignified way for them to get the funds that they need to get them over that hump. All right. Now, Claudia, to be honest, like this is real conversation here. How many times have people tried to borrow money from you and say, I'll pay you back on payday? 
<laughs> so instead of you falling for it, you can push back and say, hey, do earn in. It's better. It's easier. You can decide the amount that you get instead of settling for what I give you. They will definitely get the link. All right. Promotional considerations furnished by Earning. Let's get back to some topics. I want to address some in the chat. A lot of people commenting on my hair. Listen, Joseph Savage, Claudia's hair looks like she just heard her back broke. And uh, what's up, uh, Project Beauty? Uh, well, I'm trying to figure out Claudia's hair wig. What's going on? I'm working on a horror film. I got fake blood on my hair last night. I washed it and I do not feel good. So this is what you're going to get today. I let it air dry. So that's it. All right. Leave me alone now. Okay. Speaking of money, it looks like Mike Tyson might have to pay up for punching a man on a flight last year. Remember that story? We covered that here on TGIF. Mm -hmm. The victim, Melvin Townsend, is demanding Mike pay him $450,000 to avoid a future lawsuit. A video of the incident showed Melvin harassing Mike and throwing a water bottle at him before Mike punched Melvin out. Do you think this is a money grab or should Mike pay up? Um, Q? It's definitely a money grab. Um, you know, if it was one of those things where the man was like one of $25,000 or something like that, I would say, child, just pay it and not have to deal with the aggravation and being drugged through the media. Um, but then, you know, Claudia, you just read the detail. He he was antagonizing Mike and he threw a water bottle at him. Um, I'm pretty sure any reasonable jury is probably going to tell that boy to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? That, that you started this. And it's just unfortunate, though, because, you know, when you file a lawsuit against someone, they have to spend money on a legal team. And Mike may have to spend 50, 60, 80, 100 thousand dollars defending this BS. And so, you know, there are instances where it's just easier to give the person 30 grand to make it go away. I hope Mike doesn't have to pay anything. Um, but, you know, this is kind of also too what happens when you're a celebrity. You don't get the same grace that other people get. You kind of got to remember, even though you got hit with the water bottle, you're the one that's worth millions. Do you really want to punch this person out? Alia Green said, but that was self-defense. Uh, Al, what do you think? Um, unfortunately, Q, I got to disagree with you on this one. Um, it would make sense if Mike didn't have such a long rap sheet of assault and battery, of rape, of driving defensive, running people off the road, car accidents, sexual harassment. He just has an extremely long rap sheet, and he also has judge-ordered um, treatment for his aggressive behavior. So you just don't want to bring all that back to light because Mike, over the last course of the last five or, or so years, he's done an excellent job of keeping it all under wraps and, and keeping it cool. His cannabis, his cannabis company is making a lot of money. And for Mike, it would be cheaper for you and your brand to just settle with this idiot and try your best not to, not to you know, go off the hook again. Because unfortunately, if you do go to trial, they're going to bring up the years we have 20 years of him being off hinge and attacking people and hurting them and you just don't want the jury or the people who decide to hear that information to skew it against you considering what this incident was now you know i don't rock with no mike tyson i do not do mike tyson but uh, hey if you are you right you're right you're wrong you're wrong in this particular case yeah his history is horrific he raped my best friend back in the 90s and was convicted of it went to prison for three years not alleged did it went to jail for it okay so you know how i feel about him um but i will say in this case the man did was looking i think he was looking for a payday let me let me let me throw a bottle at this man who I know is unstable, who I know has a history, who I know I'm going to get him to hit me so that I can go and collect money. It's obvious he was doing that. And as much as I can't stand you, and I think you're a horrible human being. Uh, I will say that in this in this regard, you should not have to pay anything. You should even be in this situation because this guy, he got what he deserved. He asked for. All right. Keep a lock because coming up next, Jamie Foxx gets emotional about his health scare and later find out what it's like to date one of us. Stick around. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Jamie Foxx recently gave an emotional speech at the Critics' Choice Association Awards. Jamie took some time to talk about his health crisis. Take a look. I wouldn't wish what I what I went through on uh, on my worst enemy because uh, it's tough when you when you when you when you almost when it's almost over when you see the tunnel. I saw the tunnel. I didn't see the light. 
It was hot in that tunnel, so I don't know what I'm doing. Jamie continued his speech, expressing thanks to his supporters and joking about the cloning rumors. This is his first public appearance since he was rushed to the hospital earlier this year. What are your thoughts on Jamie's speech? Funky, let's go to you. Oh, I'm glad that he's alive and well. Um, you know, we, the public, we can't dictate when somebody speaks on their personal situation and all of that. And, and you, you know, for the most part, I do agree. Me personally, and I'm about to talk to my therapist about this, I'm still just a little upset at how long Jamie chose to let it linger with all the rumors and all the prayers and stuff. And, and we're seeing him on yachts and stuff. And he, you know, didn't even come out and put a post up saying, hey, guys, I'm alive. I'm still a little upset about that personally. Um, but all in all, I'm glad he's doing well. All right. Al, what are your thoughts? Um, I think that I thought the speech was awesome. I thought it was heartfelt. I think that I'm glad to see him fully recovered. We know and learned since this incident that he had seven um, projects that he's got coming out in the next uh, 12 to 24 months. So I can't wait to see those seven projects. But we still don't know why he was in the hospital. And, and I, I'm like, Q, I still feel in some kind of way about you share everything else. Then, you know, I just really want him to get to the point of being able to share that with us, too, because that's important. We were your fans and we felt neglected there for a minute and you not sharing and telling us what's going on. Now, put all that aside. Now, I, I'm nosy, so. I need to know about the sexual assault uh, case that he's got coming up. And I need to know if that's true or not as well. So hopefully Jamie will be a little bit more transparent with us and hopefully he'll put all this stuff to rest so that we can prepare ourselves to see these great seven projects he's got coming up. You know, unlike Diddy, Jamie Foxx is actually fighting for his reputation. I think that case might end up getting thrown out from what I've been seeing online. Um, I, I, I found that I side-eyed that case when I heard it, just, uh, just being around him and knowing the kind of person he is. He's a fun guy. And um, I don't think he's going to push anything. Anymore. Again, I wasn't there. So I'm just going with my opinion. I'm not saying I don't, believe, I don't know the girl. As far as this thing right here with Jamie, um, he actually, I got to push back. He doesn't share a lot about his life. He doesn't really talk about his baby mamas. He's never been really vocal about that. He keeps his relationship pretty. He he doesn't like it. And actually, you know, um, being in that camp for a while, he gets very, def like, very protective over stuff like that. Like, I remember there was people in his camp that was leaking stuff from his house, and he had that stuff addressed. And I know he does not want his business out there. So I'm not shocked that he didn't want to tell us, and he still doesn't want to, because that's kind of like how he's always been. Um, heartfelt speech, maybe want to cry, actually, because it seemed that it was maybe worse than what we thought it was, you know, and that he couldn't walk for a while. So, um, Jamie, I'm glad you're out there, um, and I don't think you're a clone. And uh, I'm glad you're on your way. All right. Uh, the romance between TJ Holmes and Amy Robach seems to be going strong after their scandalous affair. On the first episode of their podcast, Amy and TJ podcast, the two former Good Morning America hosts discuss their romance and how the public backlash affected their mental health. Now, get this. It's being reported that TJ and Amy's exes are now dating each other. Let's go to you first, Al. What do you think about this? <laughs> I like it. I like it. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, baby. And this absolutely does not bother me. I like it. Now, if there was a picture or or a, a saying of even better than that is if the two of them pitched a show and got it because we know that TJ and Amy tried to pitch a show. No one would touch it and they did get a podcast. I also thought about this, you know, when you break up, you have kids, both of them have kids. We know from watching past pictures and seeing past pictures, these two, this couple have hung out before. The kids have hung out before. They all worked at MGA, at GMA. So we know that they've spent a lot of time together. So for the sake of the kids, this is the perfect transition. Look. Mom and dad still, the, the, the family unit's not broken up. We're still together. Everybody's still together. Everybody's enjoying themselves. I like it. I can't should, wait to see if it's real. And I hope it is so that we can see how this all manifests. They should, I want to take a double date. You know, they should.
feels like they would have lost their good paying job. <laughs> Q, what do you think about this? Is it is it Q? Is it not Q? Is it like what? What do you think? There's, there, there is nothing whatsoever cute about this. It's trashy. It's confusing about the kids. It's confusing to the children. Um, if I was Amy and TJ, I would be sitting back laughing my asses off at them saying, cha-ching, we won because this is obviously a trauma bond. It's like we, it, it, it literally is the equivalent of when you have an enemy and then you fall out with your friend and then your friend go over there and sit up with your enemy and now they BFFs. The only thing y'all bitches got in common is me. The only thing y'all sitting over there at the dinner table talking about is me. This is, I, I, I don't think it's going to last. Um, I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's nasty. Um, and I don't think it's healthy. Now, from a lifetime movie perspective, does it look like payback? Sure. Like Al said, you know, if they got a show and, and, and would have become the next hottest, you know, Regis and Kathy Lee, you know, would that be poetic justice? Sure. But the likelihood of that happening, in my opinion, is slim to none. And I, and I just think that this is just a little trashy. Claudia, wouldn't this not be the best reality show you've seen in in a couple of years? If they turn this into a reality show and watching them happen to co-parent, this would be some good content. Well, Wraith X said, Seven said, I think that both couples might have been swinging with each other. Um, and Joseph Savage said, you know, I'm actually here for them together. They went through hell and stayed together. And then Lee Jones said he's going to do that white chick the same way he did his wife or makes her any different. I guess we shall stay tuned. Coming up, we take a deep dive into our dating lives. Uh-oh, keep it here. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Let's get into this next discussion on dating. Check out this tweet. Disadvantages of dating you. All right, Q, let's get into it. Let's start with you. What are the disadvantages that come along with dating you? Um, I'm going to force you to communicate. And I think for some people, they find that that hard. I, I uh, actually something that I'm, I'm currently experiencing. Uh, I don't do evasiveness well. I don't do deflecting well. I don't do silent treatment I don't do texting. I don't do changes and patterns. I don't do you've been missing for two or three days. It's very like, you know, what's up? And then when you're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, well, actually, you're not fine because I haven't talked to you for two days. So what's going on? Can you please just talk to me? Like, where does our relationship stand? I'm very... I'm learning that I can be very demanding of communication to a point where it makes the other person um, uncomfortable. That's actually something that I, I just realized recently, but or so I'm told. Um, so, yeah. Well, D. Meat said, I'll date you, Funky. We can communicate. <laughs> All right, Al, what are the disadvantages of dating you? Um, because you guys know I have 5011 jobs. Um, uh, what I get a lot is that I'm not available, that I, 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 I'm, I'm always on the move. I, I, I'm doing a lot and they want more time. One thing that I also, another thing that I get is I come from a big family and we're super close and family's super important to me. So I drag my mates into my family life because it's very important that my family likes the person I'm dating as well as the person I'm dating, like in my family. And a lot of people feel like that's a lot of pressure because I'm, you know, I'm the youngest of six. So it's a lot of them to go through. It's a lot of them to, to, to kind of fill out. So those are the two things that if you date Al, you're, you're going to see him working a lot. He's gone a lot because he's chasing the bag and he incorporates his family into the relationship. Now, it doesn't get a, a, a big, a more priority. Family doesn't get a more priority, but it's very important that my family likes you and you like my family. All right. Um, 
Mine are, I get that busy thing too a lot. Like I, I, I feel like there's nothing I could do for you that uh, if it, the guy doesn't really have it together, they're going to feel some kind of way. I, I've had someone say that. I feel like you pour into me, but I, I can't pour into you the same. And I think that's sad because I'm not looking for necessarily that. And I'm going to hold you to the man that you say you are. The person you tell me you are, I'm holding you to that. Um, whatever promises you made to me, I'm, I'm that your word is your bond, just like mine is. So if you're not ready to be held to the things that you told me, don't date me. Do not. Because mm. I'm a what you see is what you get. I'm going to do everything I say I'm going to do. And, and, and everything I say, I do it. So I'm going to hold you to that. And um, yeah, those two things. All right. Uh, switching gears now that 2023 is wrapping up, we can now look forward to the new year and the highly anticipated 2024 presidential election. Yesterday, President Joe Biden told some of his donors that he wasn't sure if he would run again if Donald Trump wasn't running for election too. President Biden said we cannot let him win. Do you think this next uh, election, next year's election, will be crazier than before if it's even possible? Alice, start with you first. Absolutely. You know, it, it, even though... The Biden is always putting his foot in his mouth. That was a ridiculous thing to say. He shouldn't have said it, but I get it. And I, I will say this. I will run on a ticket. I will vote for a ticket that's voting against Trump. I absolutely cannot go another four years with his ridiculousness. So if this is what we got, then I definitely would choose them. All right, Q. Uh, I 100% agree with Al. Um, unfortunately, I think that we're going to experience a lot of voter apathy on the Democratic side. I think a lot of people we did that we voted, uh, we didn't necessarily vote for Biden. We voted against Trump. And I know a lot of people don't understand the way government works. That put aside, a lot of people still feel like they didn't get anything for their vote. There's a lot of people out there that feels like Joe and Kamala. And folks are not tangibly seeing what they've done. Um, I hate to be a pessimist, but I honestly just don't think that Joe Biden is going to win this next election. Um, not because they won't run a good race, but because the people on Trump's side are just so energized and the people on the Democratic side are so apathetic. I think that the Trump side is just really going to show out to the polls and the Democratic side's not. I mean, he didn't lose. Trump didn't lose like percentage wise, like, you know, some places it was it came down to 22,000 votes. You know what I mean? So um, with all you got to do is siphon off a little two percent here, three percent there. And there's a lot of black men that have been going hard for Trump and not to blame it all on them. But I've been shocked at how many that I've been seeing blacks for Trump, black men for Trump. We're getting off the plantation. And um, it's sad because it sucks that these are our two options. And it also sucks that the Democratic Party has never been good at marketing the things that they have done that's right. And we never, they don't brag like Trump does. And uh, we we might possibly get our butts kicked. I don't know. All right, y'all. I want to thank Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for doing that thing and for being here and having doing such a good show. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Make sure you check it out tomorrow on the, on the replay and hit that like button. Stay tuned for Fox Soul Face Off. We're going to see y'all back here tomorrow. Y'all, y'all, y'all have some fun tonight. Y'all have some fun tonight. What is Face Off? I'm finna eat this Cuban food and go to sleep. You know, they, face off. They debate like how me and QB debating. Uh, actually, all of us be debating. Oh. It's hard. <laughs>